Well, Happy New Year. You know, in spite of forest fires, COVID-19, flooding, and the sad demise of Betty White, we're back for another year, Keith, of Media Sultan. Today, a little heavy on the radio side, but that's okay. We balance it out over time. Beasley serves as a warning for block programmers. Disney is finally getting out of the AM radio business, or at least most of them. And Lotus shifts here in Seattle, much anticipated, and we'll see what that's all about. Good morning with our opinions and comments. I'm Jackson Weaver in Kirklandia, outside of Seattle and in sunny Southern California. My co-host, Keith Samuels, up in the corner. Welcome to a brand new year of media insultants. Uh, We're not consultants, no. We are insultants, media insultants. So, welcome to the Tuesday, January 4th episode of Media Insultant. Into a new year we jump, Keith, and I think most of us are really happy to see 2021 in the rearview mirror. How about you? Uh, yep, ready for 2022 and uh, and good riddance to 2021. I mean, not only did we lose Betty White, but we lost uh, the great John Madden and uh, and also Dan Reeves, two great uh, NFL football coaches just this last week. So it, it was a miserable end of the week. And we had epic rains in Los Angeles over the Christmas holidays and the New Year's weekend. Cleared just in time for the beautiful Rose Parade. But boy, it's, it was a soggy, soggy Christmas season, Jackson. So it's good to be uh, back with the sunshine again. Well, it is. And, you know, we've had a lot of snow here in Seattle. It's melting That's off right. here today. But the, the good news is everywhere you go, there's always some kind of crap going on with the weather. We just have to live with it. Okay, I got a number for you. 70,000. 70,000, Keith, is the number of thoughts we have in a typical day. Now, I don't want you to say, I don't want you to make the comment that I know you're going to make. But those 70,000 thoughts follow some well-known and well-traveled neural paths in your brain, which is why, frankly, we have so much time sometimes creating original thoughts or ideas. And, you know, I'm not much one for New Year's resolutions, but in a new year, I'd like to expand some of those pathways. Okay. I mean, we have to figure out some things to do with media, and it's going to take some new pathways. It's going to take a little more than 70,000 thoughts a day. I mean, what are we going to do with AM radio? We'll talk about that. How do we salvage what's left of FM radio? And, of course, our uh, favorite kicking post, what about <laughs> ideas for next-gen TV? I and mean, we harp on that endlessly. Let's see what we can come up with. So all of those things are are on the game plan for media consultant in this next year, Keith. Okay. Well, we need to keep them pathway, a couple of pathways open for Ed Stoltz, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ed seems to have more than 70,000 because he's always coming up with some crazy-ass way of keeping his radio stations. <laughs> Keith, do you remember Conalrad? No. It, it was those little inverted triangles on AM radios for decades. And one was down at the lower end of the dial at 6.30. One was up at 12.40. Uh, they d- developed it in the early 50s as a, an emergency broadcast system. And you remember the tests. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and now a test, an emergency, a test of the emergency broadcast system. And they turn the carriers on and off, and then they follow it with a thousand-cycle tone. Right. That's that tone that everybody's familiar with that Jackson just exactly. explained technically. Um, exactly. But that any station licensed by the Federal Communications Commission, better known as the FCC, are required to run. Now, 
cable networks are not required to run them, and your favorite satellite uh, streaming service is not required to run emergency broadcast system because they're not part of it. So that's why you never hear it on Spotify, Pandora, or on uh, uh, iHeart's uh, uh, you know, streaming services. But our old radio pals and our old TV friends, they still got to run them. We do, and I don't want to get into the specifics of that because the new EA, what they call EAS, now it's called the Emergency Alert System, right. uh, is pretty complex, and I don't want to get into that. But the point is it's still got a tone alert that activates the system. Right. And Beasley had a paid programming block, a guy by the name of Doug Basham. He ran a radio show on KDON, KDWN, yeah. which is their news talk station. And he used the tone as a stunt. Now, he's not an employee. He, is, he buys time from Beasley as a brokered programmer. Mm-hmm. And all I'd say is if that's a stunt, he's a dumb shit. But <laughs> well, yeah, well, then he's officially a dumb shit because he ran it. And he ran it multiple times in his show, didn't he? I don't know if he ran it multiple times. I, I didn't see that. Uh, they Beasley claimed they were on top of it immediately. But, of course, the FCC said, well, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, yeah. Once you've run it once, it activates the system for other stations, and, and you've created a big problem. So it could cost them as much as $20,000. And the interesting thing is I thought about this. It's probably not worth the effort to review all the programming that comes across the trance. It's just a cost of doing business. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think I think you're right. I mean, and particularly when you've got a station like KDWN, where this is not the only paid brokered time show on the station. It's it's a lot of paid programming on KDWN in Las Vegas, and so you know if if you're the if you're the manager, if you're Peter Burton, who's the GM of Beasley in 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 Las Vegas, you got a lot bigger fish to fry on your other money making FM stations than you do with worrying about what guys like Doug and some other knuckleheads that buy time on this little AM station are doing in their show. And so you're right. I mean, twenty grand, you know, uh, cost of doing business. Cost of doing business. And who's to say that they're not going to turn around and say, "Hey, Doug, dude, you know, you used to pay a thousand bucks an hour. Now you're paying two thousand bucks an hour, and they'll have it paid <laughs> off in in, in, a, in three or four months." If he still does the show, if you if you've got a dozen of these shows on every week, and you know you look at a lot of AM stations and a lot of radio networks that have brokered time all weekend long, they could have 18, 20 hours of brokered time on a Saturday and Sunday. That's that's what at a thousand bucks an hour or five hundred bucks an hour. That's uh, ten to twenty. You know, could be uh, twenty thousand bucks a day. That's a right, lot of right. revenue. And so you know what? Yeah, okay. You know, Doug blew it. We'll uh, slap him on the wrist, tell him not to do it again, pay whatever fine we can negotiate with the FCC, and move on. But you're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose a lot of sleep over what these knuckleheads are putting in their show. Well, and the interesting thing is too is that I think we have this conception that the station gets a CD or a tape or something, you know, and and then they have it to listen to it or load it into the programming. Right. It's all automated today. Yeah, yeah. The program vendors just put them in an FTP folder. And the automation systems at each station go out and pull them down and download them. Nobody ever touches. Nobody ever hears them. Well, but no. So but not only do they never hear it, they don't have anybody there to listen to it. I mean, who has time, <laughs> right? They've got they've got probably a half dozen live DJs during the week. Everything on the weekends voice tracked or paid programming, or both. And and so there's nobody. There's nobody. Yeah. You know, is there even a tech in the building? Well, maybe this is a solution for AI. Maybe we run it through an AI and they they find all the all the words and tones that are inappropriate. 
All right, well, we got to move on. Disney is finally out of AM radio, but first, before we talk about Disney and radio, there's been a lot of noise and speculation about Lotus's purchase of Como, KPLZ, KVI yeah. here in Seattle. Yeah. And frankly, the news is a little anticlimactic, Keith. Lotus's new calls for Como, the legendary Como call letter since 1926, is now KNWN. I guess that stands for Northwest News, which I think are terrible call letters. I don't believe any call letter should be without a vowel. I think all call letters should have a vowel in them. And to go from Como to KNWN is just, ah. but they had to. It was part of the agreement to sell it. It's just You'd think of all the things they could have come up with, something other than that. What do you think? Do you like the call letters KNWN? No, no, they're impossible to say. So, you know, they'll say it once an hour. It'll be Northwest News. Northwest News. At, you know, uh, you know, Northwest News 1000, right? Northwest News 1000. You'll hear that forever. Then at the top of the hour, KNWN, uh, Northwest News, up a service of Lotus Broadcasting Corporation. Now, I've worked at, now, wait a minute. I've worked at, at, at stations that did not have a vowel, okay? I worked at KNXFM, pretty damn good radio station. KNX is still around, and and no no vowel there. Then I went to work for KMPS, no vowels in that one, um, and that was a pretty good country station. Then I was at Kim FM, so that was K I I M, and we had two vowels. That was great. So, you know, <laughs> well, you may have for one. Of- yeah, it's just a matter of, of how easy it is to say. But you know, uh, it's sad to see Como go. Uh, now there's still Como TV in the market, and that's why Lotus had to change the call letters, but. You know, many people, okay, Boomer, remember when Como became the uh, uh, the uh, the flagship station, the original radio station for your Seattle Supersonics back in 1967, okay? And uh, they had the rights, I don't know, five or six years, but but it was my dad who negotiated that deal for the Sonics with Phelps Fisher at Como to be the flagship radio station for the Seattle Supersonics. And it wasn't Como. It wasn't Phelps Fisher. It was my dad that hired Bob Blackburn for his for the play-by-play job, the original play-by-play guy for the Seattle Supersonics. Bob went on to Good be choice. one of the most legendary announcers, sports announcers in the history of Seattle. And he got his start. Well, he was already working, but he, he really got the start with my dad and, and, um, and the broadcast on Como. So I feel personally sad for the death of Como and what that meant to you know my family, but also competing against them when I was in Seattle, and um, uh, but you know they had to do it, you know Lotus had yeah. to do it, and um, you know we'll see how it goes. But I don't mind Northwest News, the KD, KNWN, you, you, that's tough. But Northwest News, I could go with that. Well, the problem, there's some confusion because there was a cable channel, Northwest News Channel, for a long time. And yeah, they'll do all right with it. And interestingly, Keith, this morning they're still using Como 1000, Como News 1000, the moniker this morning. So oh. m- maybe they didn't get the memo, <laughs> or maybe they're going to change the call letters and not the slogan. I yeah, who knows? But but we, we do need to say, a shameless plug here, is that uh, the, uh, the president of, of Lotus... Jim Kalmanson actually recommended one of our episodes, the Ed Steeman episode, to uh, all of his sales employees because he thought that episode of Media Insultant was so terrific that he made it required viewing among his sales staffs around the country. So, well, but but you know, you'll notice that he has not recommended anything you and I have to say. <laughs> oh, no, he, it was all about Ed. <laughs> it, it's all about Ed, yeah. And yeah, so the only content we have that's of any value is when Ed is on or some other guest. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> 
All right, and in the same uh, vein, KPLZ, which has been known oh, yeah. as Star 101.5, I, I hear no change in it uh, other than air talent this morning and a new jingle package. And, you know, there was so much speculation that Lotus would flip it Spanish. I don't know why people think Lotus is a Spanish organization. They have a couple of Spanish stations in L.A., but they do AC, they do uh, classic rock, they do yeah. uh, all kinds of formats in other markets. And so why would you give up that audience and the billing and the inertia? Oh, good yeah. Lord, the inertia of that station like that is just – you know, that station could drop off the ratings for two years and nobody would know it because they've got so much inertia in the market. Yeah. And not even a rumor about KVI. So what's going on there? Well, I guess we'll find out. Well, we'll talk about AM radio on Thursday. But uh, you have, you have um, who was left? Was it Kent or Allen that was still left? Was it, was it Kent that was still doing uh, mornings? And and, uh, and and he has his consulting business on the side. So Ken Phillips does. Ken Phillips yes, did. So right. he announces his retirement from KPLZ last last year. You know, a few weeks back, a couple of months ago. So they've had to replace their morning show. They've replaced their. He was also the program director. So they've replaced him as right. program director as well. Brought in a woman from uh, Boise, I think. So there's you've got a you know a little bit of a, a, a imaging change. You have a PD change. You have a morning show change. It's a lot of change. All at once at KPLZ. How that you know? Let's hope that they can hold on and, and go through this. But I think there's a lot of change there, and you know, radio listeners hate change. It, it takes a while for change to sink in and get dealt with, and they're they're having to deal with it. That's true. That's true. And I think uh, I think that the at, at, if you look at it at the end of the day, Lotus isn't going to screw around with it much. And, uh, yeah, they may have a little bit of a bump, but they also have reduced their cost. Yep. And you could argue KPLZ, and, and I love Ken Phillips, but KPLZ, he ran it for 35 years. <laughs> and he had 70,000 neuron paths. <laughs> and so maybe it's time for somebody else with a couple of fresh neuron paths to give it a shot. Speaking go. of AM radio, Ooh. Keith, man, did ABC take a bite in selling their AM stations in L.A., Chicago, and New York City? These are uh, sports stations, yep. and they're, I think they're, it's killer sports markets by comparison to some other markets. Uh, your feeling is killer doesn't necessarily translate into financial success. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit. First of all, they sold all three stations in major markets with good signals for $15 million. What do you think? Yeah, it seems a little low, doesn't it? L.A., Chicago, New York. Well, in New York, the big powerful station is their FM station uh, that runs sports. And so that's an LMA agreement that ABC, Disney, slash ESPN has with Emmis. And they have to pay Emmis $8.4 million a year for that privilege, which is a lot of dough for, an AM, for a sports operation. They're, they're buying the AM and they're assuming the LMA in New York. They are buying an AM in Chicago that they already have LMA'd to Good Karma, which is run by Craig Karmazon, whose, um, whose dad, Mel, ran Infinity slash CBS for a, a long time. So he, he's got great genes. Um, and then in L.A., you know, it was an O&O, a legitimate O&O by Disney that they sold in this package to Good, to good Karma. But what's amazing is that Good Karma bought these stations for $15 million. What did... ABC, Disney, buy these stations for back in the day? Well, originally, that's a great question. Originally, they bought KMPC in L.A. for $17.5 million. Mm -hmm. They originally bought the uh, station in New York 
WEPN yep. for $78 million, <laughs> and they bought WMVP for $21 million For a grande total Chicago. of? $116.5 million. So they only lost $101 million. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's great. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because they also sold uh, an AM station in uh, in Dallas. They had a really uh, you know great station in Dallas. It was actually an FM station. Sorry, it was uh, FM station. Yeah, right. FM, you know, KESN FM in Dallas, and they sold that for nine point two million to VCY Religious Broadcaster. My question is, is that why didn't Karmazin and Good Good Karma buy Dallas as well? I mean, is- well, it may be. I mean, you you know sports radio much better than I do. Uh, but my assumption is Dallas isn't as good a sports market as Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles. And some people uh, think it's every bit as good. Um, oh, do they? And okay. much more fanatical. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, you, you got you got everything there. NBA, bat, you got NFL, you got NHL, you got you, you then got college football. So I was a little. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my. I don't think Craig could come up with the money. And he might have. It might be too competitive in Dallas. He wanted L.A., where there's only one other. Well, there's two sports competitors. There's KLAC, which is iHeart slash the Dodgers, and um, and and the Angels have their own little pathetic sports station down in Anaheim. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Craig's. You know, this is not all. This is not a walk in the park. Okay, he's going to really have to fight to to. You know, he's got to pay this off. It's it's a, you know I think didn't the uh, ESPN gives him. Uh, uh, a, a couple of years to pay this off. I, I, I forgot the, the, the timing on it, but he's got like three years, 30 months. They put, they put half a million down. He's got 30 months to pay the rest. Um, and so that's a big chunk of change he's got to come up with. And, you know, sports billing on AM radio is not a walk in the park in terms of being able to drive rates. So the key is play-by-play. Can they crank up a lot of play-by-play? Uh, revenue and in LA they've got the Lakers, which is the biggest play-by-play revenue generator in the country. I mean, the Lakers are huge, but they also have to pay a rights fee to the Lakers for that. So it almost washes out in the end, you know. And and he's coming into some big markets. So let's see if 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 he can really you know keep the talent, drive revenue in, ter- in terms of sales talent and drive revenue. And we'll be keeping an eye on it. We'll see. He's uh, been very very strategic and methodical about buying stations. He started off with a sports station in a little suburban market north of Milwaukee, and he built that. He worked on it for a couple of years, and he got his systems down, and then he began to expand, and he bought a couple of other stations, or he LMA'd a couple of other stations, and he's now, uh, and then finally ends up buying a couple of stations from Journal. He has a famous WTMJ, which is not sports, news talk now, so I think he's got I think he's got a real well thought out strategy, and I think we'll see that unfold. Well, so. yeah, and you know, got to hand it to him because he um, he retained uh, the manager in Milwaukee, a guy named Steve Wexler, and Wex used to run Journal broadcast. He ran yeah. the radio division right. for Journal. Wex is a really right. Wex is a good guy, and a, and a capable manager. Um, and so I, I'm anxious to kind of see. You know what they do. Um, they're going to remain ESPN radio affiliates. So ESPN is staying in the radio network business, and they'll clear the content. The idea will be: what can they do locally with local shows, drive revenue, play-by-play sales, and let's see if he can um, if he can drive uh, if he can if he can hire great sales management and sales talent. We'll see. I, he has so far, but now it's like oh, now it's kind of like big time. Let's see how it goes. 
Well, we wish him we wish him luck, and for everybody in 2022, it looks like we're off to a good start, Keith. You know, it really does. <laughs> and even Media Insultant, we drop each Tuesday and Thursday, for anybody who doesn't know, on Vimeo or your favorite podcast platform. Yep. Uh, we are a production of In-Town Media. Keith, Thursday, why don't we talk about who the billing big dogs are in radio and how it might be a little misleading to look at their billing in relationship to their total overall operation. Happy New Year, Keith. Happy New Year, Jackson. We'll see you on Thursday.